American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Secluded Thoughts, where we talk about how to take accountability of your life in order to become the best version of yourself. In today's episode, we are going to talk about dealing with toxic family members. Now, this is a tricky thing to deal with because we have all had toxic friends and maybe toxic spouses or toxic situationships, you know, if we never got that far. But dealing with toxic family members is different because you are related to these people. You are tied to them by blood. And in some cases, you don't have a choice but to see them and but to be around them. Whereas if it was a friendship or a relationship, you have the option of just cutting that person off. Now, of course, that's easier said than done. But in my opinion, it's relatively easier to get rid of one of those kinds of relationships versus a toxic family member. So let's just get right into today's episode because I know somebody needs to hear this, child. Now, I have had my fair share of family drama, as I'm sure we have all dealt with. I think that's something that's really common, but it's not always necessarily talked about too much because, you know, you want to respect the privacy of your family. It is people that, you know, you love and care about, so... You don't want to put people on blast and this, that, and the third, but it's something that's very common, right? We all go through this. These are people just like everybody else. But I have changed my perspective to the point where that kind of stuff doesn't even get to me anymore. And I'm going to share with you how I was able to get to this point. So the first thing you need to be mindful of is that your family members are people too. So they make mistakes just like everybody else. Now let me put this into perspective for you. I actually got this idea from Sarah Jakes in her book, Don't Settle for Safe, where she suggests that you see your family members as people versus your family, or let's be let's be specific. Let's use a specific example. Let's say your mother, for example, right? First thing that comes to mind. You need to see your mother as an actual person who has a life and who has different experiences versus just looking at her as a parent. Because we tend to hold people to higher standards when it's our family and we associate that title with them. So for example, you have a mother, right? If you see her as a parent, you see her in that maternal role, you are going to have high expectations of what you expect her to do for you as her child 
because that is your mother. You have an idea of what you think a mother should be like and how you think a mother should act. And so you are going to hold your mother to those standards and you are going to forget that she is a real person. So the first thing I would suggest to you is that you see them just as a person versus a parent. Like, let's just make her a human being for one second so that it takes the edge off and it takes the pressure off and it doesn't hold her to those unrealistic standards that you may have. Now, it might not be unrealistic, but compared to what her experience might have been, it could have been unrealistic for her. So let me break this down further with the second thing. So let's break this down further with the second thing I'd advise you to do. So now that we have stripped your mother from her titles and expectations, let's focus on who she is as an individual. So let's call her Jane, right? I know that's kind of bland, but I just want something that's one syllable and I can't think of anything else right now. So bear with me. So let's say your mother is Jane. We are not looking at her as your mother. Let's look at her as Jane. Now, who is Jane? Do you know her backstory? Do you know what she has been through? Take a second to put yourself in Jane's shoes, considering all of the things that you know that this person has been through. Try to put yourself in their shoes and see how you would feel if you had some of those experiences or if you had all of those experiences and how would that shape you? How would that affect how you treat people or how you look at the world or how you raise a child. Take a second to put yourself in Jane's shoes. What kind of person do you think you would be? How do you think you would act if you had the same experiences that Jane had? And the reason I'm saying this is because when we put the title on Jane as mother, we slam on all of the expectations of what that motherly role comes with, and what we expect from her. But if Jane was abandoned by her parents when she was younger, how do you expect Jane to know how to raise you, her child? Or if she was abused, how do you expect her to love you freely and communicate effectively when she has only memories of trauma and no recollection of any type of healthy communication or positive affirmations in her life from her childhood or at all. Or if Jane was raised in a house where the mother wasn't very, you know, nurturing and she wasn't open with her and she was, you know, very strict and she never built a relationship with her mother how do you expect Jane to somehow now suddenly have those skills and be able to communicate effectively with you as her child and just be, you know, all lovey-dovey and open and just, you know, the most heartwarming mother that you expect her to be? Based on all of the experiences that she has had up to the point of giving birth to you, she is not really qualified to give you that type of care and affection that you want. You expect it because that's what you expect from a mother. When you think of a mother, you think of somebody who's loving and affectionate and a certain type of way towards their children, right? 
you have applied all of society's expectations of a mother to Jane, your mother, but she did not have she did not have a traditional loving childhood growing up. She did not have a loving family. She did not come from a two-parent household. She may have came from abuse. She may have been an orphan. She may have been bullied all her life and you know she, like she may have been through some things that changed her and as a result it turned her into the type of person that's not very open the type of person that puts a lot of walls up the type of person that doesn't communicate effectively doesn't express their emotions she may you know be repeating some of these patterns from her childhood from abuse onto you and you don't like that because it's not right but she doesn't know any better that is all jane knows that's what she received and that is all she knows she may not be intentionally trying to harm you but that is what she knows she just might be doing her best like if you have a good parent, if your parent loves you, in my opinion, they are going to try to give you a better life than they have, right? But if they never had some of those experiences, if they have never healed from their traumas as children or any other traumas in their adult life, they are not going to be able to love you and treat you in the way that you expect from them. But maybe in their mind, them doing their best is protecting you from all of the harm that they experienced as a child. So let's say Jane was abandoned when she was younger. Maybe she was an orphan or maybe her parents walked out on her. Now Jane is saying, you know what? I may not be the best mother, but I will make sure that my child will never be abandoned by me. I will make sure that I am always there. Right. Or maybe Jane was poor growing up and she didn't have any money and she didn't know where her next meal would come from. And then she swore that her children would never be hungry. So she works her ass off to make money to feed you, but she may not be the best communicator. So in her mind, she's doing a great job because she's giving you a life better than she had. You are not hungry, but in your mind, because you are holding her to all of these expectations, you are resenting her for not living up to these expectations and treating you how you want to be treated. But Jane is just simply not qualified. She doesn't have those experiences. She is doing her best in terms of, you know, what she believes that she can work with. She's giving you a better life than she had. So, you know, in her mind, she's doing a great job. But because you are forgetting that she's a human being and she's had experiences and you're applying all of these expectations and these standards from society, you are just building up resentment towards Jane. And that's just it's not going to help either one of you. So think about a person in your life, whether it's your mother, your father, a cousin, an aunt, a sibling, whoever. Think about what that person may have dealt with in their childhood, in their adulthood, or throughout their lives that may have scarred them and that they may not have healed from, and thus they have put up walls and they are not able to treat you how you want to be treated, or they have some really bad habits or poor communication skills where they may, I don't know, yell at you or something or say mean things to you, but... 
It's really because of the experiences in life that they have had where they are either taking out all of that trauma on the people around them or they are used to it because they got used to a life of trauma. And so they are bringing that to the table or they are just used to that kind of treatment because maybe they were yelled at throughout their childhood or they were, you know, abused in some way. And so they are just transferring that to the other people in their family, including yourself. And they may either not see anything wrong with it or they know it's wrong, but they just don't know how to change because they haven't healed from their trauma. Let me tell you something. The hardest thing to do is heal. Like sometimes healing from your pain is worse than the actual incident that caused the pain because healing forces you to relive the moment. It forces you to deal with some tough feelings. It forces you to ask yourself some questions like, why didn't this person love me or what did I do to deserve this? Like it really brings out some of the worst emotions that you can feel. And so not a lot of people are healed. Not a lot of people choose to go down that path. Some people just choose to put a mask on or forget it. And they don't realize that when you don't heal, you develop certain behaviors subconsciously, whether it be to protect yourself or it makes you closed off or whatever it is. But subconsciously, you develop certain behaviors and certain patterns that starts hurting the people around you and negatively affecting your relationships because you are just in defense mode or you are on the offense because of the trauma you have gone through. So not everybody has decided to heal themselves. So they are acting a certain way because of the experiences that they have had. And let me just get something clear. I am not saying this to try to justify anything that anybody has ever done to you or is continuously doing to you. I'm trying to make you understand why people do certain things or why people are the way they are by putting yourself in their shoes. Because when you can see things from their perspective, you stop taking it personal. You stop taking it personal. If you know Jack was always yelled at when he was younger and now he yells at everybody and Jack is maybe your father or your uncle or a brother or somebody, now you don't take it personal because you see that that's the only way Jack was communicated with as a child and so that's how he just naturally is right now and it's not necessarily anything that you are doing, that's just how he is because of his experiences. It has nothing to do with you. People act the way they act because of their experiences, because of their perspective. It's not anything for you to take personal. It's not me justifying how they are acting or whatever behavior that they are exhibiting. It's me helping you understand that people are the way they are because of their experiences. Think about the things that you have been through and the way that it affected you. Now, can you just suddenly look past that and give somebody better treatment? Like, let's say you have always been lied to by friends, family, people you dated. And so now you have trust issues. You don't easily believe what people tell you. And you have now developed a habit of questioning everything and just having terrible trust issues. Because based on your experience with people, they have lied to you a lot. So now you're trying to protect yourself and you're skeptical of everything, right? So if you meet somebody now and that person is always honest with you and they're good to you, 
you are now just going to be questioning everything that they do, despite the fact that they haven't given you any reason to doubt them. Because of your past experiences, you are going to be very skeptical towards this person. And it's going to scare you. You are going to treat them poorly because of your pain. Is that fair to them? No. But now that it's you we are looking at with the problem, do you understand why it is so hard for people to just switch up and try to give people better treatment despite them always getting hurt in the past? Like, do you see what I mean? If you think about the pain that you have been through and how it has made you very guarded and how you may have fumbled the bag in some relationships because of your own pain and you trying to protect yourself, you understand it better that way because you can justify how you have acted. You can say, you know, it's like it's easy for you to say, well, you know, I'm acting this way because I have been hurt in the past and blah, blah, blah. But now look at it from the perspective of your family. Your family has been hurt in the past. Do you suddenly expect them to just forget about that and treat you like a queen? No, that's not realistic. If people don't heal from their trauma, you get what you get, honestly. And like I said, it's, it has nothing to do with you because if we go back to that example where you are the toxic person, that other person never lied to you. That new person you met who's treating you right, they haven't lied to you. They haven't done anything wrong. But because of your pain, you are the one pushing them away. Same thing applies when it comes to your family. Because of their experiences, they might be treating you and other family members a certain way because of that pain. That has nothing to do with you, so you should not take that personal. Okay, so now let's say they're not necessarily treating you negative, but there just might be a lot of family drama when your family comes around each other, or maybe it's two other people that have drama and then they just pretty much make the entire experience, the entire environment just toxic as hell. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how you can block out that negativity from your life. So just to remind you yet again, remember that it is nothing personal. It is all because of their experiences in life. They are really just projecting everything onto you and onto the people around them. So the best thing you can do, which is a lot easier said than done, is let it go in one ear and out the other. Actually, don't even let it go in one ear at all. I have mastered the art of literally blocking people out. I'm so serious. I'm a Pisces, so I live inside my head anyway. So when things are happening around me that, you know, I just decide that this is not my cup of tea and I would rather be somewhere else, I just start thinking about something else. It could be something simple like, what am I going to eat when I get home? Or what am I going to do this weekend? Or what movie do I want to watch? Or something. Find a way to distract yourself. You don't have to be engrossed in the drama that is happening in front of you. You don't. You truly don't. You don't have to respond to anything that's aimed at you or the people you love either. You have nothing to defend. Like I said, people are projecting. People have had rough experiences and they are dealing with everything based on that perspective. And that's none of your business. Even if sometimes the negativity is aimed towards you, even if it's a negative situation and people are arguing around you, 
As hard as it may seem because it's your family, you simply do not have to engage. If I hear something negative about my family, like anything going on, I simply don't engage. And I'm not going to lie, maybe from the outside looking in, it might sound like I'm nonchalant or I don't care or anything. But because I have developed that perspective of understanding that it's people's individual experiences and also everybody is responsible for their own lives. Remember that you are responsible of taking care of you. Everybody else is responsible of taking care of themselves unless it's minors, right? Unless it's babies or something like that. Babies are the only one, you know, who gets to live in this world rent-free and just have people tend to their every need. Must be nice. But everybody is responsible for themselves. You are not responsible for dealing with anybody. You are not responsible for saving anybody. You are not responsible for paying anybody's bills. You are not responsible for fighting for anybody. You are not resp- Like, that is not your job. Emancipate yourself from these shackles, child. That is not your job, Okay. A lot of times, the shit people deal with, the shit people go through, the shit that causes drama, they put themselves in that situation. These are people. These are real people. They make mistakes, right? It's not for you to cause judgment. It's not for you to kick anybody while they're down. But people put themselves in the situations that they are in. And it is not your job to play superwoman to go and rescue them because if you play that role now, you will always be playing it. That is not your job. That is not your responsibility. And anybody who truly loves you and cares about you and wants the best for you will not guilt trip you into taking care of them, into fighting for them, into defending them when they are the ones in the wrong and so on and so forth. That is not your job. And when I say family members, I'm talking about people who are adults, right? I'm talking about adults, not children, not minors. I'm talking about adults. If these people are adults, just like you are, I'm assuming, sweetheart, they are responsible for themselves, okay? That is none of your business. That is not your business. Yes, you love them. Yes, you care about them. But child, let me tell you something. You have to learn When it's time for you to start distancing yourself from people who just drain you, okay? And yes, sometimes it is your family. You know, it's not that you don't love them. It's like, I love you, but I need to love me. And in order for me to love me, I need to be distant from you for my own well-being, for my sanity sake. Sometimes you just have to distance yourself because it will drive you crazy to be around toxic environments all of the time. Distance yourself. And you know your specific situation, right? I don't know how crazy it is for you, but I'm telling you it is absolutely 100% okay to distance yourself from your family members if it's really taking a toll at your mental health. You have to prioritize you, okay? You are an adult. They are adults. And you have to take care of yourself the same way they are supposed to be taking care of themselves, right? Learn to distance yourself if that's what you feel like you need to do. Do not let people guilt trip you into thinking that you have to do certain things or you have to come around or you know, you don't come around enough or whatever it is. Don't let people guilt trip you if you know you are doing it because 
It's a form of preservation for your peace and for your mental health. Do not let people guilt trip you. Do not feel pressured to go in situations that you know takes a toll on you. Even if it's your family, I'm telling you, sometimes you just have to distance yourself. And then when you do have to go around them, right, make sure you absolutely have to, depending on what it is, right? Because I've heard some crazy family stories. Fortunately, mine is not, it's not that crazy, but you know your situation, right? You use your best judgment when deciding how often you should come around and when you should come around. But I will say this though. Me advising you to be distant does not mean you treating them in a negative way or saying something negative and then just disappearing for months or anything like that. Despite whatever the situation may be, I want you to keep a clear conscience, okay? Keep a clear conscience. Do not say anything rude or disrespectful to anybody, regardless of how they treat you. Do not say anything negative Do not tell anybody off. Do not do any of that. Just distance yourself. Take the time that you need. Talk to people. Communicate with them over the phone if you need to. Go see them when you need to. Or when you feel like you've had enough time away to de-stress and compose yourself and you can manage to go back. You know, whatever your situation is, Use your best judgment, and if it's not too toxic, if it's not anything crazy, not anything where your life is in jeopardy or anything like that, maintain your relationships with your family. Be respectful, but distance yourself if you need to. And if you have some serious family drama, like the type of stuff you see on Oprah or Dr. Phil, then I mean, honestly, you might just have to cut these people off because I've seen some episodes where I'm like, there is no way in hell right? Depending on how toxic it is for you, you might just have to cut some people off respectfully, right? Keyword respectfully. Just distance yourself. You don't have to be shady. You don't have to be negative. We all have people in our family who are shady. We all have people in our family who always have something to say. He always have some shade to throw. You don't have to be one of those people and you don't have to respond to them. Distance yourself respectfully, right? Maintain a clear conscience and just prioritize your peace. Put yourself first. You do not have to be around all the time. A lot of us might feel obligated to because that's our blood. But child, sometimes your blood is just, sometimes it's not the best thing for you. Some people have better relationships with their friends than with their family. In that case, your friends are your family. That's the family you want to prioritize, right? Depending on your situation, you do not have to be around the people that you are related to if it's not serving you in a positive light. If that shit is just negatively affecting you, if you are just always stressed and it's always some drama and that's not the type of person you are and you don't want to be around that, then don't. You are an adult. You have the full power to decide that you do not want to be around that. Block numbers if you need to. Like seriously, block numbers if you need to. Just prioritize your peace. If you know it will be too much to be around your family at a certain point in time, depending on what you are going through in your own personal life, then don't go. You will actually gain more by not subjecting yourself to that negativity. You will gain more peace. You will gain more clarity. So don't do it. Don't feel obligated if it's not in your best interest, if it doesn't serve you, if it's too negative, if it's too toxic, distance yourself. 
take a step back and take an objective approach, like we just talked about. Look at the experiences people have been through. Look at the history of their behavior and their habits and patterns and how they treat you and other people in your family. Look at them as a person. Decide if it's realistic for them to change without healing. Decide if it's worth being around that person. And if it's not, then don't go around them. Do not go around them. You are not obligated to do that. Sometimes, you know, these people are just suffocating you and they're hindering your growth. You cannot grow if you're in a toxic environment. You need to first get out of that environment regardless of whether or not it is around your family and then you will flourish. I promise you, create some distance, set some boundaries. Yes, with your family too. Don't look at it as, oh, that's my sister or that's my father or cousin or aunt or grandmother and I can't treat them that way. Child, let me tell you, if these people are being negative, toxic, shady, comparing you to other people, Lord have mercy, comparing you to other people, do not, I repeat, do not feel obligated to be around them because you don't have to deal with that shit. And I emphasize comparing people because child, trust me, I know. You do not have to be around people who constantly bring you down and compare you to other people, compare you to other people in your family. That that shit is not good for your mental health. That's not good for your self-confidence. Like, I just, I don't know, some people, some family members are so convinced or I don't even know if it's convinced. I don't even know how to say it. I just don't see how you can compare your children to each other or to other people and think that is okay. What exactly are you trying to accomplish? I hope it's not to increase anybody's self-confidence because it does the complete opposite. Like that's a child. You know what? I'm not even going to get into that topic because I will go off on a rant. I'm just going to tell you again, do not feel obligated to be around anybody who brings down your self-confidence, who brings down your energy, regardless of whether they're your family or not. Okay. Prioritize your peace and stay the hell away from them if that's what you need to do. And don't worry, it gets better with practice. Because trust me, once you start distancing yourself and you get a taste of what peace feels like, true peace, you will feel so out of place when you go back in those toxic situations. And naturally, you just adapt. You just be like, okay, I'm not going back because I know what peace feels like. I have tasted the freedom from the negativity. And you're just not going to go back. So try it. Trust me, it'll get easier over time. So that is all I have for you today. If you like this episode and you know somebody who's dealing with toxic family members and they need to hear this, please share this episode with them. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen and don't forget to leave a rating to support the podcast. And then also, if you have any suggestions for topics you want me to discuss, maybe it's something you're struggling with and you need some advice, click the link in the description to suggest an episode and you just might hear it next week. So thanks again for listening and I will talk to you next week.